0: Welcome to the Jamila Adams Experience Podcast. It's a place and a space for women over 40 to be inspired, encouraged, and heard. Your host, Jamila Adams, will talk about how life be lifing and how to find joy when overcoming challenges. You're invited to join the experience. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining this week's episode. I'm so happy that you're here. And this week we have Inga Faye. She is a beautiful, awesome person I had the pleasure of meeting with and doing business with in the past. So I want you to get to know her as well. So what I'm going to do is have Inga introduce herself and let's go from there. Hello, Inga.
1: Well, hey, Jamelia, I'm so glad to be here, excited to be with you. Yes, we have been hanging out for a while now. I think it's been over two years. So just the fact that you have invited me to your space, is just, I'm just so ex- tickled, excited that you did that. For those um, that are not familiar with me, my name is Inga Faye. I am an authenticity strategist. I work with female entrepreneurs with introverted tendencies and really help them use their innate gifts to grow their business. Because as a fellow introvert, I know that oftentimes I have felt like I had to be an outgoing extrovert to be successful. And there were times that I actually did that. I took the time and the energy to do that. But after doing it, I was so drained. Um, and that made me really want to figure out a way that I could still be me and make my business grow as well. So I've come up with some unique strategies that will help people do that. Um, one of the great ways i found is... Uh, My perfect icebreaker that we'll probably talk about a little bit later. And then, of course, my coaching program that just kind of helps you along the way, just really use the gifts that will make you grow the way you were meant to grow, to walk out your passion. That's
0: awesome. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I find myself as... An introverted extrovert because yeah. after a while I've had enough peopleing for the day and especially <laughs> when we, I have to go do networking events and things of that nature and it's like I literally have to sit there and do a timer like okay five four three I'm done I'm I'm ready to go because yep. I can only people for so long exactly. <laughs> and it's you. like I I love what I do I love meeting people but after a while it's just like okay. I, I need to take off the skin suit and go home. You know, it's right. just like, how how do you get your clients to kind of break that down so that way you can help them to move forward with their businesses?
1: Right, so what I have found that introverts or people with introverted tendencies are outgoing with people that they know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They love to talk about their product or service. It's just oftentimes the cold outreach that they struggle with, similar to what you're talking about. They're not a, pe- they're, people are not their thing. They would rather be by themselves. So what I have found to be the perfect icebreaker are surveys because surveys make help you feel real, they help you feel uh, genuine and they help you build authentic relationships that grow into sales. So that is my means of helping my clients that want to start off with lead generation because we all know that if you're out of leads, if you're out of business. So I have a DIY course called the Savvy Survey System that will help people actually be able to Have a, create a survey in less than an hour without the heartache and the learning curve that I went through to create it.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And it's good that you have that survey to, like you said, break the ice. Because when you have to talk to people, you're, you have all this built up ideas about, will they like me, will they understand me? Will they get it? And to me, doing the survey will definitely kind of, like you said, break the ice. So that way you don't have to feel that way. But Once you get past that point of doing the survey, what do you do next?
1: Well, the survey is really gonna kind of uh, define what you'll do next because at that particular point, you'll know if that person that just filled it out is your person and i think that's what's really important for us to understand that we need to talk to the right people Mm -hmm. i think we get into the habit or i've been told and i'm sure many of you have too that everybody is your customer which is so far from the truth right right. we really want to niche down and decide who we want to work with and that's what the survey is for it's telling us a little bit about what they are looking for Mm -hmm. uh and then it's going to tell us if they are our person so at that point we can make a decision are we going to continue Mm -hmm. or are we going to stop right here and say, "Mm, nah, she's not it. Or he's not it. And then go from there. So it's basically a decision tool. It helps you decide what the next step will be. Got you. Got
0: you. Cause like for me, what I do to, I guess you can say vet clientele, I have my CIQ and it's just, there are questions about my client's uh, design style, their management style, or in this instance, like, how can we work together? Are they a micromanager? Are they a free spirit like me? Or, or they're like, well, you know, as long as you get it done, I don't care, just check in with me type of person. So, so in that instance, I do have a questionnaire. It's not necessarily, I guess, a survey per se, but it is something that will allow me to understand my client better. So okay. it's it's always great to have that because when you are trying to find that ideal client, it's always good to know what to expect. So that way, when it comes down to you doing business together, at least you have an idea. Okay, This is the, this person has this personality. They like doing this and this is how they see their work done and so on. So I honestly believe that any type of survey or questionnaire is a valuable must. tool. It, exactly. It's a valuable tool to have, especially doing business. Yes. So, so let me ask you this. How long have you been doing this?
1: Uh, Well, the survey strategy came about what really evolved in my direct sales business. I've been in my I've had a direct sales business for over almost 20 years now. So and, and when I was in that business and which I still am, I was using surveys, but. The surveys that I was using really was kind of centered around the products that I sold. It really wasn't a generic survey. And that became very apparent to me when I was starting to use them again. So what I wanted to do is I wanted people to really feel the freedom to be able to truly tell me what was on their mind and not let the product that I was promoting to hinder them from telling me that because- I've had people say, well, I don't use XYZ product. Mm -hmm. Well, the survey was really not (laughs) because you (laughs) use XYZ product. I really just wanted to know what you were thinking. I mean, truly and true. So I had to kind of take that away Mm -hmm. and and not brand it as this is a so-and-so survey. Mm -hmm. So when I did that, it was really like the sky was the limit because I was really able to get in people's head because they were really able to tell me exactly what they were feeling. And then, for example, I just had a conversation with one of the ladies that uh, filled out my survey and she just educated me so much. She has rosacea.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: she was telling me about all this research and the things that she had found out about the products that she can actually use on her skin. And it was just such an educational type of interaction for me that I probably would have never been able to get if I was just product focused on I'm trying to sell my product more so than I'm trying to expand my my knowledge. And that's what it was all about. And I was just so grateful for her Mm -hmm. that she just shared so much wisdom. I mean, she dropped so many golden nuggets on me today that I would not have been able to do otherwise. So that if, if anyone listening to this has a business and have used surveys or are currently using surveys or thinking about surveys, just one recommendation I would recommend that you do is take your, take your business out of it. So you can Mm -hmm. truly get people's inside scoop about what they're truly thinking. Because if they find out that you're doing a certain product or service, then they're not going to be as upfront and honest with you because of that. And you won't get the, the genuine answers that you really want to have for you to expand and grow your business.
0: That makes so much sense. And thank you for sharing that because when, as a business owner, we tend to Put our, not necessarily put ourselves in our client space. I think we, it's reverse. We put our clients into our space. If exactly. that Makes sense. Instead of you know answering what they need to be done. Well, case important for me on my business, I have what I call the problem and solution series. It's a blog that I talk about things that my clients had issues with and the solutions we came up to solve their problem. So when you're in business, especially as an entrepreneur, you have a solution to whomever you're trying to work with's problem. Right. But the thing is you have to listen to them first. You have right. to actively listen to what they what they're trying to tell you what their problem is. Don't come in with your bag of tricks and, you know, but you haven't answered their question. And I think that is one of the key one of the key focuses as a business owner that we should do is listen. Right. listen, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> then get to the, the heart of the matter as to why this person is coming to you. Have you, have you been
1: caught up in that in some instances? With, oh yeah, I have. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I know when I was first starting out, I wouldn't bit more think about what people were saying. I was just trying to sell.
0: Right. right. And
1: I just recently took this course where they were taught, that was the first recommendation that was given to us is to stop selling, mm-hmm. stop selling. Yeah, because when you're selling, you're not listening. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to make sure that you listen, because as entrepreneurs, we are basically a fool in love with our product or our service. We think it's the best thing since sliced bread because we're the one that created it. But at the end of the day, if the marketplace doesn't think it's it's. the best thing since sliced bread, we will make no money. Right. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so it's so very important um that we understand that. And and I have been in that place. I when I first started out, I had created this um mindset course and I was I was just loving it Mm -hmm. and it was called the prosperity sculpt and it was you scope your mind like you scope your body because I'm a workout uh, person so and I love working out is me I mean if you think of Jim my my husband when we were dating he used to say yeah that's Inga's hanging out with her boyfriend today and and everybody would look at him her boyfriend yeah Jim (laughs) GYM that's where she is that's where she's at so with all that said, that's I mean I was I was just so in love with this name, but my people weren't getting it. It was just like, what in the world are you talking about? And right, right. Later, I mean, it finally hit me that I needed to rebrand, but it was because I was in love with my product because right. I created it. Yeah. Um. And just the mere fact of me going back and 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 doing get some coaching and it, reevaluating and tweaking and doing all of that to make it right, I figured out this is not it. So right. yeah, we definitely have to do that. We want to have, we want to help. We don't want to sell. That's what we're in. That's what we want to do as entrepreneurs is help. So how can we help? We ask questions. We're mm-hmm. a doctor trying to find those pain points to see how we can help when, you know, when you go in the doctor's office, they don't just give you medicine. Right. They ask you 50 billion questions. And as entrepreneurs, we need to have on that same doctor hat and be asking those questions as well. So we can find out if we can help them right. because it's not what we have. Right. It's what do they need?
0: Exactly. And sometimes you can't help them. I mean, exactly. And I'm okay with that. It took me a long time to get to that point. I can't help everybody because I'm not for everybody. That's right. right? And Sometimes, you know, I think honestly, I kind of revert back to being a kid. It's like, I always want everybody to be my friend. Not everybody's <laughs> be gonna be a
1: friend. Be a friend. That's right. That's right. <laughs> not everybody's gonna
0: like you and that's okay. And it took a, it took developing thick skin to get to that point. And I just I finally just said, okay, I'm gonna be good at what I do. I'm gonna stay in my lane and not worry about anybody else and what anybody else is doing. However, if someone comes to me and I can't answer their questions, I'll try to get to them as best as I can. But if I still can't give them the service that they need or deserve, I will be so glad to have them contact someone else. And I think honestly, when you do that, you're not only blessing the person that you Letting go, but you're blessing yourself because you can't yeah. be everything for everybody, and that's I think right. that is a hard thing to deal with. But oh, it's it the re- it's a reality. I mean, you just right. have to let go of your ego when it comes to that. So <laughs> right,
1: and that's why so that's why it's so important to have to have collaboration type of conversations. Mm-hmm. So you'll have somebody in the back pocket that you can say, okay, well, I know I can't help you, but Susie Q over here, I think she has what you need based on what you've told me. So. I'm gonna recommend that you talk to Susie Q, and then you go give Susie Q that referral, mm-hmm. and then she can do the same thing for you. So it's not just, you know, your path. You're you're looking out for all everybody involved right. because I'm a firm believer that entrepreneurship is a team sport. So mm-hmm. with that said, it's very important that you don't do this entrepreneur thing by yourself, right. because the more you do it with people, the the better it's gonna get
0: yeah exactly and see when i started my business i really wanted to help that was obviously how i you know put it put it out there it's like i want to be a service to others and i had to realize there are certain things i just can't do and that's okay and it's always good to find someone else who has a little bit more expertise than you or you know they have this special criteria that you haven't even touched on. Like for me, there's certain things I can't do. And I'm not going to sit here and beat myself up because I can't do it. The best thing right. I can do is say, hey, I know somebody who can help you with your problem. Let me introduce you to them and vice versa. I think, as you said, it is a team sport and networking is such a beautiful thing to have yes. and it's always good to have your tribe to have your people and not necessarily you guys are on the same wavelength as far as brink cuz everybody thinks differently and right. that, which is a good thing because you do need somebody with a different idea or a different you know point of view or perspective to point to you say hey maybe if you did this you will see the results while doing such and such, you know, right. and it's always good to have that accountability as well. I'm sure you, sure you know that as well.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Totally agree. Accountability is so powerful, especially when the people are on the same, I won't say they're they're, they're working, I won't say they're working for the same goal, but they have the same ambition. That's, that's what I'll say that way, right. because you have people in different stages of their business. Mm-hmm. And I, I just went through this as well, where I was with an accountability partner who told me that she was really working to make six figures. But when she was sharing information with me on what she was doing, I'm thinking what you're telling me you're doing ain't going to get you to six figures. So (laughs) I don't know where the disconnect is, but yeah, it's it's not Not working. This is not working. <laughs> and you know, you I, I know personally for me, I want somebody to challenge me. I mean, that's mm-hmm. to me, that's the whole point of having an accountability partner. I right. like I can do bad by myself, you know. That part, that
0: part. <laughs> I, I could literally do bad by myself. I don't need somebody to
1: ride with me too. Yeah, I know. I don't need <laughs> anybody to ride with me. Yeah, I want somebody to say, well, you told me you want this. Mm-hmm. But based on what you said, uh, what you told me and what you're doing is not matching up. So right.
0: the math ain't mapping.
1: <laughs> yeah, the math ain't mapping. I like that. Yeah. So, And I
0: yeah. think, you know, speaking of accountability partners, you also have to hold yourself accountable. I mean, oh, for yeah. me, I I know when I mess up and I hate it. But you know what? I will be the first to say, hey, you know what? You can always do better the next time around. Um It's one of those things I had to learn, though, not to beat myself up, Mm -hmm. you know, and that the stress of failure is hard Mm -hmm. enough without you beating yourself up at the process in the process. So have you had that challenge as well? Have you like did something you're like, oh, my God, how did I do that?
1: (laughs) But what I've I guess what I've learned about failure is I've I've taken a different a different viewpoint of failure. I'm looking at it in a different way now. -hmm. Growing up, failure was very bad for me because I was the oldest of three. Mm -hmm. I was the only girl, and I felt like if I didn't, you know, toe the line like I was supposed to, I was setting a bad example for my younger brothers.
0: Right.
1: But over the years, especially in this entrepreneur journey, I'm really I understand that failure is feedback.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You don't you don't really you don't learn anything when you are successful. Right. success is just for the ego <laughs> that's right. all that it is for right uh, for all the stuff that you did before you became successful it makes it look like okay I enjoyed the journey we are finally here it is so it was so worth it now what is the next task that I'm going to try to figure out and have to fail through to get there to to my promised land mm-hmm. so now I I want to I want to fail as fast as I can because the faster I fail, the quicker the success will come.
0: Right.
1: So it's a total different perspective than what I had before. Now then I mean, now than I had before, because I didn't see it that way. It was just like, okay, I'm the oldest. Everybody's looking at me. Everybody's going to be following me. So if I don't do this right, I'm messing it up for them. Right. So right. yeah, it's it's totally different. I think if we had more people to view it that way, I think people more people would kind of step out on faith and, and do different things. I think that's why so many people are in jobs that they hate, because right. they're scared of The unknown. And am am I going to be able to survive? Am I going to be able to create value that's going to generate the income for the lifestyle that I've become accustomed to living? So, yeah, it's a it's a big deal. It's definitely a leap of faith but we got to walk it out because I know that was one of the reasons why I stepped out on faith from my corporate job that I had been doing over 20 years was because I was just, like, I don't do this anymore. And if I don't do it, if I don't stop and try this now, I don't want to be on my deathbed saying I should have, could have, would have done this. Right. I want to be, if it doesn't work out. And, and I used to say this and I, I'm going to say this and not say it again. Right. Just in reference to the way I used to think, I was thinking, well, if it doesn't work out, I could always go back to work. Right. But I realized that I had to stop saying that too, because it didn't allow me to really go all in because I still had that plan B. Right. I had to literally right. go all in to really truly make this work. Yeah. So just for those that are listening, if that, if that resonates with you in any way, I'm just telling you, just do it. Mm-hmm. you will You won't be... You won't be mad that you did if you just walk it out.
0: Yeah, because my whole goal with the podcast is to give a voice for women of a certain age, over 40, to be able to say, hey, I can do this. I want to do it because I want women out there to say, you know what? I'm not going to be stuck in this job forever because I want to live. And if that means starting my own business, so be it. I'm going to have pitfalls just like everything else. But at least I can say I did it. And that's the whole goal that I want to portray here is that we all need a community. We need somebody to say, I believe in you to do it. I know you can do it because you've got the smarts, the talents and the will and the drive to do it. You just need the confidence. And I believe that's why you know I i was so blessed and fortunate to have you come on because I know you're really busy but <laughs> I feel like you have that voice and that excitement to get people out there to do what they want to do and I I'm so thankful that that to have you as a guest so thank you thank you well, so thank much you. thank you're you you're welcome because I mean we just we need a community we need to just have people especially women to know that you can do it it's not going to be easy, but if you have the right people behind you, it can be done. And that's for sure. That's what I want to portray here. So, sure, with that being sure. said, how can we reach you?
1: Yes. So, you guys can uh, reach me by going to my website, which is ingafay.com, which I'm sure will be in the show notes. Uh, Ingafay is spelled I N G A, F is in Frank. A-Y.com. Uh, you will have access to my freebies. Uh, you'll see my coaching information. Um, you'll see stuff about the survey that I was telling you about, as well as all of my social media handles. So that way you can connect with me. I just recently started a new Facebook group called Women Entrepreneur Collaboration. And it's really just kind of centered around what we were just talking about, Jamila, about you know, women Having a a space to really connect and support one another in their journey of entrepreneurship and being able to share key learnings and help people through challenges and just really support. It's not a place for you to come and promote all of your stuff. I want to just put that out there. Right. Um, we, that does not mean we won't have opportunities for you to do that, but if you're coming just to spam, it is not the place for you. Right. 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 <laughs> this is all about <laughs> collaboration and supporting our fellow female entrepreneurs. So, um, I'll make sure that that information is in the show notes. Actually, you know what, if you go to my website and you click on Facebook, it'll go directly to the group. So you okay. won't have to worry about, cause it's kind of complicated me writing all that stuff down. Yeah. Just click the link and I'll go <laughs> no and make it easy for you.
0: So in closing, what inspires you and what encourages you the most?
1: What inspires me and encourages me the most? I guess when I think about what inspires me, I think what inspires me is really to be better today than I was yesterday. That's the constant and continuous improvement that I'm working towards. I, I thrive on that. Um, I want to say that typically people say that practice makes perfect, but I know one of my great mentors, um, Edwin DeBerry, always tells us that practice makes improvement. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that I'm constantly improving. I want to be better and better every day in every way. Um, and then the second part of it is you said, what inspires me? And then what did you say, what motivates me or what? What encourages you? What encourages me? Okay. So what encourages me is um, the little small wins that I have each day. I make it a point to kind of journal what happened of the day. I think we can get so caught up in reaching some goal that we're uh, striving for and we lose sight of the little things that get us to that big goal. So just being grateful for the little wins that I have each day um, that keeps me encouraged and keeps the big mo going for me to jump up another day and try again. (laughs) Good.
0: Good. Awesome. That is great stuff. So I'm, like I said, so blessed and honored to have you here. And I just want to say thank you for being a guest on the show. And I definitely will put in the show notes where we can find you and also how they can be a part of the Facebook group. So with that being said, thank you Inga for being on the program and thank you everyone for listening and I will chat with you next week. Take care. Bye.